Ladies and gentlemen, this is the EM Evolution Podcast, and this is your main event of the evening. With a 60-minute time limit, the man in charge is the host, Vic Muscat. As the Vermont and New England areas falls are getting colder, our guest today's career is getting hotter. Everyone bend the knee to the goddess of wrestling, Carmen Chaos. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing fine. How's everything going? Um, I just lost my notes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anything can happen. And you know what's fun about this show? What's that? The fun part about this show is I always believe that the media edits, I do not. <laughs> so either with my screw-ups and my fumbles or whatever like that, boom, you know, I just go with it. For sure. So when did you start, when did you fall in love with the sport of professional wrestling? I fell in love at a very young age. Whenever I was about four, um, the first ever match I saw was, of course, King of the Ring, Undertaker versus Mankind. You know, you cannot beat that. And, you know, being four, my parents, you know, were probably hoping that I'd say something else besides I want to do that. That was a good rivalry right there, Kane and Undertaker. One of the oh, for sure. One of my um, favorites was the classic Boiler Room Brawl. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was when WWE was good. Those are the good old oh. days. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm still die hard. I'm still, I'm still die hard for them. Um, nothing wrong with that. I have no, I mean, I watched Raw last night. That was the first time in like months I saw it. It's, it's really good. The main, the main thing I like is that how much the women have changed because, you know, before it was kind of women were treated like a smoke break and now it's actually treated with, you know, more dignity, even though the Queen's Crown tournament could do a little better. I do, I do have to say that. My weight just went out. I'm just having a good time tonight. <laughs> Get the reserves out. Okay. A little spooky, but it's Halloween. Why not? Oh, there we go. <laughs> So tell us about the, your first day of training. What made you go to professional wrestling school? My first day, so funniest thing is that I was super shy, nervous, and I sent the, um, I, I sent, it's a um, training school under our actual current um, BTW promoter, Freddie, Freddie Cornell. And I sent him a message asking, you know, hey, are you all okay with LGBT? You know, want to be sure, because it's really hard for me to, to find a school here in West Virginia, because due to the fact that, you know, most people probably thought it was a joke, any, any, anything like that. So then I actually reached out to him and he asked me, was I lesbian? I said, no, I'm not lesbian, nothing against it, but <laughs> I'm actually transgender. He's like, okay. And he walked in there and said, any of you have a problem with her being here? You can leave. And I was just kind of day one. Well, surprise was on him because I was a six-year trained amateur wrestler in school. So whenever it came time for us to do things like shoot and things like that, I was already trained. And he went, oh, you're really good. <laughs> so it's kind of funny how people oftentimes, you know, have this expectation, but Little did they know I was actually, I can't say I was 103 pounds in school and I fought in, with tooth and nail. <laughs> this is why I deeply admire about you because you didn't go with like, 
what society thinks. And what you, should, you say like, this is me, I'm transgender, I'm gonna do it. And you are breaking so many barriers and this is a trailblazer right now. For sure. And it's awesome because, you know, I'm having these like major names come in as like opponents and, you know, I'm having these great, great matches that, you know, people in the like independent circuit are trying to work their way up towards. Here I am getting these like chances to really prove that I belong here. Yeah, definitely. So tell us about your first match. Like what were the feelings when you're about to hit the ring? First match, so I'll I'll go ahead and say I was expecting to be healed. I was expecting to be booed out of the out of the church that we were in because mind you, we're in churches. So here I am, a transgender woman wrestling in a church. I was like, these people are gonna boo me out of this place. Well, the match before they're doing the guys out there cutting his promo, and he was like, We all know who you really came to see, and they started chanting for me. And I was like, that was probably just a joke, something. I'll walk out and the place sets off like John Cena walked into walked into that church. Like I did not expect that at all. So it was really crazy because you know, not only was I there in my first match ever, nervous because of that, nervous also because I didn't realize how many people would come out to see me. <laughs> so who has been the biggest influence in your life? Um I look back and some of the names that I, that come to head are of course Lee Dunn, Trish Stratus. You know, these are these are some of the some of the big names that kind of being wanna do. And also China. You I think that China is one name that definitely did not get the kind of recognition that she that that she deserved. When um what's in your professional career you're proudest of? I I think I would have the proudest moment would be my last match where I actually was able to kind of showcase some of the things that, 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 that I can do because, you know, most of the people starting out, you know, you get a bunch of punches and kicks, but to actually, you know, work these spots and stuff that I had in my, in my last match showed that, you know, I'm going to be a standing force for the, for the actual, you know, division. And I think I've proved myself enough because next month I'm getting a title match. So <laughs> There we nice. go. Congratulations. So what's the one thing you wish you would have known when you started your career that you know now? I wish I would have known not to expect things so so quickly because I think that is that is one thing because you know we try to kind of push ourselves and push ourselves and I was pushing myself to the point where I was forgetting to live in the moment because I was always thinking you know, what's next, what's next for me. But now finally, whenever I'm starting to focus on like, you know, taking my time and kind of like, even as fun as these high spots and these like Rana's and things like that are fun. You need to know basic fundamentals in order for you to be the best that you can be. We're having a good time here tonight at the VM Evolution Podcast. Any technical difficulty going to happen is happening. <laughs> uh, Everything's you know, going down. Everything's <laughs> going out. But you know what? Some people get mad. Some people stress out. I'm just like relishing it. It's like, you know. 
Oh, it's, it happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it's, it's one thing, one of those things like you can't be stressed down to the little things in life. That's how it oh, is. No. So who is your biggest rival in your career so far? Biggest rival is actually the one I have currently. It's Anastasia Morningstar. Uh, she was, is honestly my toughest competition I've had. And the fact that I have to face her for the belt, I know for a fact that, you know, I did not underestimate her last time, but she definitely did give me a fight that I wasn't, that I wasn't ready for. But I also am now prepared for next time. And I know exactly what I need to do in order to come out with, with the win. So how did the name Goddess come out? Like how did it been born? Goddess was born because uh, we, I, I had a feud where this person kept calling themselves a queen. And where I'm at, I did not want to be known as a queen because you know, queen is cool and stuff, but also there's Charlotte Flair. There's so many people that use the word queen. So I was like, I want, I want something different. So then the fact that I was like, I just came up with it off, off the fly, really, because I was there cutting my first promo from like 900 to 900 people at Huntington Pride. So then I was there and I just dropped, what is a queen compared to a goddess? And it just clicked. <laughs> so if, who could, if you could wrestle anyone, your past, present, future, um, dead, alive, like if you want, always want to face Fabulous Mua, you can say Fabulous Mua. Who would you, your dream opponent? Um, I would say, honestly, at, at this point, a really big forefront for the actual uh, impact uh, women's, women's division, Awesome Kong. I mean, I, I, look, I look at that feud between Awesome Kong and Gail Kim, and it still gives me chills because that's the first time I ever saw, like, women kind of main event. I remember I stayed up all night just to watch Impact at 11 on Spike TV. <laughs> Impact, I always, Impact had a couple of years that weren't very good, but they picked up nicely. I love it. They have, they have, they have for sure. And, you know, we, we always bring in um, a lot of Impact um, talent to our show. So it's kind of cool to be like, I watched you whenever I was little. I, you know, I met like Rhino, things like that. What's something that everybody in the industry should stop doing and start doing instead? Uh, I think that we should all stop making making assumptions because I think that you know if you are not comfortable with a a subject or anything like that, you you should just ask because I mean it only takes five seconds for you, you know you to ask things and if you don't know. Don't make a comment on something that you don't know about. Instead, ask somebody who knows about it and be like, hey, you know, and, you know, that can apply to a number of um, different things from wrestling to, L to LGBT people to politics to anything. I think that, you know, if we are unsure of what it is, maybe, maybe we should find out first. Has there been a wrestler that, like, refused to fight you because they're transgender? Mm -mm. Luckily, we haven't had uh, any, any kind of problems with that, mainly because uh, our promoter does a great job in making sure that I'm safe and also the talent knows, you know, who I am and what I do and things like that. You know, I don't have to worry about that awkward moment being like, oh, by the way, just in case you weren't told, like, no, he's done a fantastic job of, you know, making sure, making sure that I'm safe. What's a common myth or misconception in your professional wrestling job 
you like to call out right now? Uh, that I have some kind of unforbidden man strength, I think is one. It's <laughs> the common thing is that because I was born a man that they think I can lift like 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if you know about, you know, transitioning, I had to actually, you know, take hormones in order for me to, you know, I also was born without testosterone. So that time for puberty and, you know, growth and muscle mass kind of never happened for me. <laughs> so uh, the only thing is that, you know, back then it wasn't really discussed about gender and things like that. So I just basically started, I had a growth spurt and that's it. So basically I started estrogen as soon as, as soon as possible. It's not like I ended up, you know, with a bodybuilder figure. (laughs) If WWE and AEW left you voicemails saying, we want you to come down and sign contract, who would you go with? Um, all elite wrestling, honestly, because I, I love the fact that they have already had a, um, transgender woman, Nyla Rose, you know, yep. as many people does know, it's kind of the forefront for transgender women in wrestling. So it'd be kind of cool because I think that that, that would also be an awesome match. Yeah. I mean, it's, I always, I've always said, I didn't care if you're a man, girl, transgender, if you're the best, you are the best period. Cause I've seen so many like guys be like, well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because they're not, who cares? If you are the best, you're the best. If you're a champion, you face all challenges, period. That's right. That's right. And, you know, for, for that fact alone, like I know for kind of short-term goals within the um, promotion that I'm in, number one, I'm gunning for that, gunning for that women's belt. That women's belt will be mine. And it's hard to tell, you know, the fact that, I've only been a year in and I'm going to be women's champion. It's hard to tell, you know, what I could possibly accomplish within five years. Yeah. Yeah. One year is very impressive. Exactly. And um, I kind of pride myself. I have been told from our um, promoter himself, who's been, who's been in this for like 26 years. He's like in 26 years, I haven't seen somebody as dedicated as you are. Because I, because I promise, as soon as I get a chance to train, I'm the first one in, last one out. That's the way to be. Definitely. That's right. Only way to get better. <laughs> What's the worst match you ever had? Worst match you ever had. Uh. Well, I'll say one that was on us. That was at a school playground. It was not great. You know, I look back and, you know, there was a lot of confusion and, and things like that. Hopefully I get another match to where, to where, you know, things will go off smoother. But I think it was just not, not really a lot of, you know, communication and things like that. And just kind of got, kind of got mis- mixed up. But it's one of those um, chances that you can take it and definitely grow from it, you know? Yeah, definitely. What's the worst town you ever wrestled in? The worst what? Worst, worst town. Where's town? Uh, I would say I didn't wrestle in it, but I'll say the uh, worst town that hates me would be Man because I kind of kind of decided to be a bad girl one day and was a valet that was not nice. And man, those people hated me. <laughs> 
it's funny because here I'm like super like baby face and super and super over, but not in Maine, West Virginia. <laughs> that's that's my fault. <laughs> if there was a Mount, Mount Rushmore of managers, professional wrestling managers that you can create, who would be on it? Hmm. Number one, Paul Bear. Number two, Sonny. Number three, Million Dollar Man. Number four, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Nice find. That's good. That's right. I mean, that's good. That's good. I mean, I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't really beat them because also forgot, forgot number five, Mr. Fiji. Mr. Fiji. With the salt on the eyes. <laughs> on the eyes, that's right. That's how he got Yokozuna to win the uh, WWF championship against Bret Hart. And I look back, what a talent Yoko was because, I mean, he is a big boy moving like that. Yeah, you're right. I'm surprised that he was able to not break the ropes every time he went to his bonsai drop. Oh, 100%, because he reminds me so much of our um, of our um, current champ because – our current champ, he is about 500 pounds, but he is agile as can be. Like, we had a um, storyline where he um, he came out, and after I was knocked out, he was kind of threatening to crush me. So then, you know, part of me is like, please don't crush me. Please don't crush me. But, but yet again, part of me is like that old, like, three-minute warning, like, I'm sure he'll make it dramatic and just toss me up. <laughs> If you could create the, a WrestleMania main event, who would it be against versus who? Uh, if I could create a WrestleMania main event, I would pick... Uh, I would like to see the women main, the, the women main event again. And honestly, I think Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair had, could have a WrestleMania caliber match which they weren't kind of doing it right now so much but i feel like if they kind of saved that that'd be a really good one to see they could always revisit the rivalry exactly exactly you know as much as i you know love what they did with the kind of triple threat i think charlotte and becky could have also main evented but you know ronda had to be thrown in <laughs> yeah yeah and where is she now after losing the title uh, she uh, she went home. <laughs> she grabbed her bag and went home. Exactly. Too bad though. She was she's a hell of an athlete. For sure, but 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 you know uh, the common thing is that oftentimes it's it's egos. It's egos can be somebody's biggest. You know, you sometimes want to picture like a enemy being somebody else, but sometimes it's just you. You are your own worst enemy. That's true. That's very true. So what is your future uh, holds for you? The future. Well, uh, I just now had a first photo shoot ever, which was two weeks ago where I got some, where I got some promo shots done. And since then, you know, I think that I'm going to kind of make it into a forefront of, you know, making, making myself better because I know for a fact, I want to be the first woman ever signed to like, WWE because that would just be a news a newsworthy achievement, but also it's one that I want to be looked at and you know know that it's deserved instead of just kind of feeling like oh she just got it because she's trans. Like I don't want it just be because I'm trans. I want it be because I'm athletic. 
How did that photo shoot? How nervous were you for that photo shoot? Horribly. I was horribly nervous because that's like my first one ever. I hadn't even gotten senior pictures. So I was horribly nervous. And then on top of that, uh, I've only worn a swimsuit like twice in my life. So I wasn't really preparing to, you know, burst out of one that was like an itty bitty one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw how small it was. I was like, she was probably freaking out before going out there. <laughs> I was, I was for sure because uh, photographer was, you know, super nice, professional. You know, we made some like small talk. Then I was like, well, we can start with the swimsuit. And I just dropped it. And there's me like with like three inches of fabric. <laughs> no, you, it came out beautifully. It really did come out well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he, he did a fantastic job. And it just kind of, uh, with our with our next show, you know, I wanted to kind of have like eight by tens and t-shirts, things like that, because this is kind of our like WrestleMania show. Yeah, I noticed that you uh, gave out a post about your selling autographs. Where can people find you know you online so they can maybe purchase something? Well, you can find me on Facebook, Carmen Chaos Page. Uh, you can also uh, find me on the Pro Wrestling Tours. Uh, TE uh, store, which is the uh, Carmen Chaos, you know, just look it up. There's my T, official T. And also, if you are wanting any kind of 8x10s, anything like that, my name is Carmen Beck. You can personally message me and also uh, I can also include like a personal message if you wish anything like that. So real and fast. Twitter, Instagram, you know, all that fun stuff. I don't have TikTok yet. I'm too old. <laughs> I get, I'm too old for TikTok, I think. I just. Oh, those dance, those dance challenges and stuff. I watch and I'm like, I could never do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, my my wife watches TikTok. My mother-in-law watches TikTok. I they're, just, they're just too coordinated for me. The, the future is too coordinated. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. As I'm telling my sister-in-law, it's like when I was, she's 21. I was like, when I was 21 years old, I was like, oh Christ, I'm at that age now. <laughs> literally me whenever i'm like whatever i was your age no it's your age i just got my first cell phone like, oh no i i know for a fact whenever I, whenever i was like a kid i had the little uh nokia yeah those things that would never break they looked cheap but they were good oh for sure i'm telling you now if i had if i had one of those back then my, my phone breaks probably Every couple months, that thing is probably still working. <laughs> Got your money's worth. Uh, there we go. Are you going to be watching Crown Jewel this Thursday? I will. I absolutely will because honestly, the Edge and um, Seth Rollins feud kind of has me, kind of has me pretty like I had that kid feeling like I'm like I wonder what's going to happen. Does it does it feel like that now that they do the like the crown jewel events in Saudi Arabia. Now the WrestleMania seems like, like kind of the co-main event of the year. Yeah, I feel like uh, they are trying to add another big, another big event besides you know the four, which is you know SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. So I think it's kind of cool that they're adding in you know another, another event. Yeah, true. How do you like the new NXT? Ah, uh, NXT. I am a big fan. I am. I I liked uh, 
the original NXT and also I'm liking this NXT 2.0 because it's, it's it's pretty good. It's made some pretty clean changes because, you know, it's bringing in future talent that, you know, even the old NXT, a lot of those guys are gone now. So then it's kind of bringing in this new age of like talent, like with uh, Rick Steiner's son, Mandy Rose. Like I'm seeing some new but familiar faces. It's like they created another, like their own independently. You know, you have the fresh faces and everything coming onto it. It's like you and I would appreciate because we watch independent wrestling, but people was like just watches Raw and SmackDown, and then right. like, what the hell is this? Who's this? Who's that? <laughs> definitely, definitely for sure. They they probably have no clue what's going on. They're like, I I don't know these people, but also that's the fun of like falling in love with wrestling is being like, who's this and why don't I like them? <laughs> well, Carmen Chaos, thank you very much for coming on today. We got through this episode. I'm surprised. The only thing that would have happened with the internet would just shut off. That's the next one. Which it has oh, no. <laughs> it has happened. You don't understand. I'm like in the sticks of Vermont. So, oh, for sure. <laughs> I was going to interview Exotic Youth one time, and my internet, like, cut out. And I call, and they say, well, we're having a brownout. Oh, that's great. Oh, no. Great. Now? So, of hey. course. But thank you very much for, for this mess of a show. I appreciate it. I really do think that you are a trailblazer, like another, like a second Trish Stratish for what you're doing. Doing. I, I know it hasn't been easy. I have a transgender um, sister-in-law in California. My sister uh, met this guy. One day he said it was a girl. My parents were like, what the hell? <laughs> and that night I just called her and said, like, you okay with it? Everything's cool? And when she said, yeah, everything's great. You know, we talked about it for a while. We decided now is the time. And I was like, cool, party on. There we go. <laughs> Everyone's different. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, family and stuff are, I'm just blessed with, you know, my mom's fine with it. My brother's fine with it. So, you know, I got super, I got super lucky there. It was kind of like that. They always knew things. So they were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just figured, I figured this, if it's family, you know, you don't just turn away because something like that. It's right. Now, if you killed a bunch of people, that might be a different story. Right. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And I would Thank definitely. You. And you, your matches are on YouTube as well? That's right. At bigtimewrestling.com. You can type it in and it links you directly to our YouTube page. Oh, I'm definitely going to be checking it out. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah.